Thank you for joining us for the Tucson Baptist Church podcast with Pastor Brent Armstrong. This podcast features the messages from the teaching and preaching ministry at our church. Tucson Baptist Church is located in Tucson, Arizona, and we are committed to loving God, growing together, and reaching our community. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, please visit TucsonBaptist.com. We pray that today's message is an encouragement to you. Good morning, church family. Good morning to all of you who are watching by live stream. We have a number of folks who are out sick today. Uh, Something called COVID, I think, something like that. Uh, Some folks struggling with the flu bug and some folks struggling with the 24-hour bug. So we got all kinds of bugs going around today. Uh, And we still have this many people here today. It's amazing. Thank you for being here. Now, if you did not receive our special book this morning... Would you uh, uh, raise your hand? Our ushers are going to make their way through. Everyone, sixth grade and older, you need to have one of these books this morning. And so we want to make sure no one is missed because this is going to be an integral part of our service structure this morning. And we have a new book here um, uh, that we would like to introduce to you. And again, thank you so much for being with us this morning. We have much to discuss this morning, and I trust that uh, you will be uh, able to pay attention and be able to be right there. There's going to be three of us speaking this morning, and, uh, and, we, and we have a lot of uh, ground to cover, and I believe that you as a church family will be excited. This will create some anticipation. And then I also believe you're visiting with us and you're checking us out. Is this the kind of church I want to be a member of? That uh, after this morning you'll say, yes, I would like to be a part of a church family uh, like Tucson Baptist Church. So if you do have your booklet, would you all take that out? Let me introduce you to this booklet. Uh, This was put together. I'm so thankful for our amazing staff. Pastor David uh, designed, put this booklet together. And and so uh, as we open it up, you see here uh, growth groups. uh, There's um, uh, It introduces all the different growth groups where they'll be meeting because I would like to begin this morning with a big announcement. And that is, is that Sunday, February the 6th, we're going to make some big changes here, um, and they go like this. First of all, uh, we will move all growth groups back to Sunday morning. I know that will excite uh, many of you, especially if you have children. So all growth groups will be back Sunday morning, 9 a.m., 9 to 9.15 will be a fellowship time. Lesson commences prayer time at 9.15. Then um, uh, we will begin our morning worship service at 10.30 from now on at 10.30. So right now would be when we're just starting our morning worship service on that first Sunday, February 6th, and so for the foreseeable future... uh, Uh, Growth groups at 9 and our morning worship service at 10.30 with a goal to be done at 11.45 every Sunday morning. Still getting you out before noon. And so that would take place. And then on Sunday nights, this is really exciting. We're going to start our children's choir again. So all the children, you have a ministry on Sunday night. And the children's choir will be integrated into the service with a regular schedule. Once a quarter, our children's choir is going to sing on Sunday morning. Moms and dads, you'll want to have your children here be a part of that children's choir. And then they'll regularly be singing 
on Sunday night as we go back at 5 o'clock to a normal Sunday evening service. And so we will uh, have a regular service Sunday morning, a regular service Sunday night with music and uh, all of the things that we've come to love here at, at Tucson Baptist Church. And so that will take place. Uh, Pastor David will be making some announcements about some changes in student ministries and when student ministry will be meeting. And uh, we'll look forward uh, to some changes there. We love our church. We, want, we, we don't want to have less church. I think we should have more opportunities for church. And we need this for our encouragement and for our own growth. And so those changes will take place on Sunday morning, February the 6th. I'm sure ad nauseum you'll hear about it until that time. And so that everyone will know about it. That's going to take place. So with that, you have um, uh, laid out before you a map. And in that map, there's... Every, every room is going to be used for growth groups. And so that means that, that everywhere you look, there's going to be a growth group. And so all of the, the names of the growth groups on page number four, as well as where they're meeting, uh, and you have a map right across on page number five. Now you see there on the bottom of page five, it says a ministry fair. We believe that you should be connected to some ministry here. Has anyone figured out what our theme for the year is? We want to make sure that you are connected in some manner uh, to a ministry. And we're going to have a ministry fair on Sunday night, February the 6th. Everyone who attends in that ministry fair, you're going to receive our brand new design t-shirt that will be a part of the ministry fair designed by our staff. And so every one of you will receive one of these brand new t-shirts on that Sunday night. And so we want to make sure that everyone will make an effort. I know some of you, you come on Sunday morning, but that one night, we're asking you in particular to put it in your schedule to be here as we'll be meeting in the gymnasium and FLC, and we'll have fellowship time and a ministry fair. We'll explain that as it gets a little uh, closer. Page 6 and 7, you see uh, what's going to take place with our Sunday morning and Sunday night services. And with that, um, the locations where everyone will be meeting. And again, a big emphasis on the children's choir. And I would like to say this, if we have some adults that would be interested in helping us with that children's choir, to just be able to sit among the children, um, if you would let us know, we certainly would, would love to have you as a part of that as well. On page number eight, uh, you will see the first quarter, everything that's planned at your church over this first quarter. And so that would be uh, really Im important. And then um, I made this, I, I just said, I just said this in a staff meeting. I think that at some time I'd like to write a daily devotion for our church. And Pastor David or Pastor Jonathan spoke up and said, okay, can you have it done by, to, by today? Um, well, I was thinking more February. Well, it would be really better if you had it ready by today. And so I've set about um, uh, writing devotions, and so my goal was to write a devotion for each day this year. A lot of times we buy devotion books, and we, uh, and we, we struggle where to have devotions. And so with the Lord's help, uh, we have our first month of devotions. And so each day, we'd like for you to be able to use this as a part of your Bible study, and every day be encouraged, be challenged as uh, you read a devotion. So what we will do with our daily devotion is we'll just have a simple thought, an explanation of a verse. Along with that, we'll have, a, uh, we'll have a memory verse. And so all of us as a church 
we're going to memorize one or two verses per week. And I think that we all could do that. And if you see today's devotion, so for this coming week, our devotion is going to uh, coincide with our theme as we learn the passage of Scripture that, uh, that where, we, where we received our theme from in Ephesians chapter 3. So this coming week, I'm asking all of us to memorize a one-line verse, Ephesians 3 and verse 14. Let's all read that together. Okay, since you don't have it memorized, let's read that together. Ephesians 3, 14. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Can we memorize that together? I think that, that we can do that. It's been a long time since some of us have memorized verses, but we're going to do it as a church family, and it's going to be incorporated in our service. So you will have a quote of the day, and so, um, so each day we ask that you will read through your devotion. So if you would, fast forward all the way to page 33. We don't want to go through our devotions right now, but page 33, and if you want to just take some notes today, that would be great. I would encourage you to do that. And as you're, doing, as you're doing that, open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter number 3. Ephesians chapter number 3. Bear with me. This morning will be just a little bit different. I think that's fine. We come to expect that from time to time to do something a little bit different. Here in Ephesians chapter 3, I would like to share where our theme comes from. And as you are ready to take some notes, you found Ephesians chapter 3. If you wouldn't mind, if you would look here uh, for just a few moments as I introduce this morning's message. I think if I said, our world's spinning out of control, our world is really in trouble, man, can you believe what's going on around us? We would all agree, would we? There's a lot of strange stuff going on in our world. But most of the time, let's say this carefully, most of the time we think of that in the realm of politics. I want to eschew politics this morning, and that's not the purpose of my introduction. I want to say that our world truly is in trouble. And it's not based on who's sitting in the White House or who's running Congress. I'm so thankful that I serve a, a Lord who, he, he's, he's going to ultimately get the victory. And we understand that. But we're in some troubled times right now. Let me share some stories from this week in the news. First of all, the first story I'd like to share comes from the state of California. That's uh, kind of close to us. And the state of California, uh, they just this week said that they are mandating employees who have been vaccinated but test positive for covid Due to a healthcare uh, shortage of workers to work. It's right here. It's, it's on the news. So, in other words, if I'm a healthcare worker, I have been vaccinated and I have COVID, I'm being mandated by the government to go to work. And here's why they fired 3,000 healthcare workers who did not get vaccinated, creating a health shortage. Our country is gone bonkers. Story number two. In the country of Japan, we support several missionaries in Japan. The report came out very sad. 17,000 
suicides last year in the country of Japan. In one month alone, the month of October, they had more suicides than they've had COVID deaths in the entirety of COVID in one month. That's alarming. 17,000 people in one country have committed suicide. Back to our country. When I say we're in trouble, we're in trouble. Throughout all of our country, crime is rampant. We've become so used to crime that we've actually become desensitized to it. Because every weekend we hear another 50 killed in Chicago, 5 killed here, 3 killed here, 10 killed here, a school shooting here. And you know what? We literally, well, it didn't happen in our city. We shrug our shoulders. It's no big deal. Every one of those is a life. But here's what's repugnant. Here's what's disgusting. This week, a convicted child a sex offender who was out on bond committed another crime with a child and his bond didn't go up when he was arrested. It was reduced from $1 million to $50,000. What is going on in our judicial system that we're actually going to allow convicted, active, child sex people to be out on our streets. If it can't get any worse. This is all from this week. Five stories from this week. Here's another story. Um, Our government has decided that they will prioritize who gets drugs based on race. Right there. It's been administered. It's been signed by the President of the United States. So my race determines if I get a drug or not? Folks, I'm here to tell you that we're in trouble on every hand. My final story, fifth story, comes from the United States military. I love our military. We're in a military town. In fact, just yesterday I was talking to some of our military members here and and, and just uh, as we were visiting together. I'm thankful for those who serve in the military, and we have many who are retired. July to September of our, in our own country, 150 members of the U.S. military took their own lives in the third quarter of 2020, 2021, which represents a greater total number of service members who have died from suicide than the pandemic. I read these stories, and here's what I think there's a common denominator, a link. We're more disconnected as a society than we've ever been before. People are afraid to go out. People are afraid to go to church. People are isolated. This is fascinating. Let me read you one line from from a news article from Japan. Experts say... The pandemic has exasperated mental health issues due to prolonged lockdowns, isolation from family members, unemployment, and financial concerns, and a lack of school structure. We are not connected. 
and in being disconnected, the devil is having a heyday in our country. And he's destroying. Now, if you're sitting here and you think I said anything political, none of those, I'm not talking about politics. I am, I am, none of my examples are making any, throwing any darts about politics. What I am saying is that in this world, we're in trouble. I could have very easily went through a lot of other countries. I could have talked about Myanmar, but I've talked about Myanmar. We're aware of Myanmar and, and what's going on there. I could have talked about some of the countries like Sudan who's facing a severe famine crisis. But I'm talking about our country. Our country's disconnected. We are disconnected from each other. There's less people going to church right now than in 2018 because people have checked out. Staying home, isolated, and in that isolation, they've withdrawn. Folks, we need to be connected. And as I was reading Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21, it was like the Lord smote me in my heart and said, there's your theme for next year. Let's read this passage of Scripture together. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height. And to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. And unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. And unto him be glory in the church. Folks, we're in the church this morning. And Jesus Christ wants to strengthen the church. And I want to challenge you this morning on this theme of connect in 22. Connect in 22. We, as a church family, must stay connected. And we cannot divorce ourselves from the reality that God created us and meant us to fellowship one with another. Let me give you what I believe are 12 areas that we need to be connected in 2022. And having said that, I encourage you to write them down, and maybe there's a thought that you would have along the way. We must connect in 22. Someone said this, connection is the energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued. They can give and receive without judgment, and they derive sustenance and strength from the relationship. We want to establish relationships that are meaningful, that last, that, are, that will make us stronger Christians, stronger people. And we can do that in 12 areas. Now, you say you have 12 points to your message? I do. So you listen quickly, I'll talk quickly, and you write quickly. Okay, here we go. Number one, we must first and foremost be connected to God uh, the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, all right? Uh, our Heavenly Father, through the finished work of Jesus Christ and that Holy Spirit that lives within us. Listen, the other 11 do not matter 
if we're not going to be connected on the first one. Do you know Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior? And with that being in mind, that's the whole theme of the balance of the devotions for January is what evidence do you have? What proof do you have? How do you know that you are a Christian? And if you're here this morning and you do not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, I would beg you at the end of the service to seek me out one of our deacons, one of our other pastors, and allow us to show you how you can have that relationship. Quickly, number two, we must be connected with our family. I want to remind everyone that the first institution that God created was the family. Not the church, not your job, not government. He created the family. And a lot of times, we as family, we're not as connected as we should be. Let me give you an illustration. There are frustrations that families are feeling, and how families are resolving that is they're now buying televisions for every one of their children. So that way each child can have their own television in their own bedroom. Now that's a great way to keep your family connected. As everyone goes to their own bedroom. Or, ah, I don't mean to mess up anyone's, I don't mean to mess up anyone this morning. Or we buy everyone their own iPad. And everyone is on their own games all day long, and there's no connection. There's no family dinner time anymore. There's, there's only disconnection, disarray in our families, disorganization, or dysfunction in our families. Church family, we've got to get back connected. And we're going we're gonna to provide avenues to do that this year, right here at our church, of how we can stay connected as a family. You need to be connected at your home as a family, connected at church as a family. We need to stay connected as a family. And then number three, we need to stay connected as a church family. Do you realize... There's a lot of great things that's going to happen right here at your church, and you will either benefit or lose out based on your level of involvement at your church family. Now listen, we want to provide every opportunity for you to be involved and different ways to do it. It's amazing what technology can do today. And having said that, we have a man on our staff who's really helped us in a great way. And Pastor David's going to come and he's going to spend a few minutes telling you how you can stay connected as a church family. And I, I invite you to please listen. Please consider being connected in this way. Thank you, Pastor. And I'm excited for the vision that Pastor is laying out before us. And uh, if you have a smartphone, this would be one time that you are allowed to pull it out in church. So go ahead and show me your smartphone. And if you have the church app, you should have a notification that just Pastor came David, through. Pastor David, now, we, we got to talk about this. Yes, There's sir. some people here that do not know what you mean by smartphone. So can you explain that to him? What in the world is a smartphone? I saw some people look at each other, and they <laughs> raised their eyebrows like, what is he talking about? My phone's not smart. If just your phone it. has applications on it, like uh, if you have an app store, or it's generally if you have an iPhone or an Android device, those are considered smartphones. Uh, if your phone only can call and you can use the T9 to text, then it probably is not a smartphone. <laughs> but if you do have a smartphone, go ahead and go to the App Store. If you have not already downloaded the church app, 
uh, you can download the church app. And so our, uh, our app is in the Google Play Store. It is in the uh, Apple iOS Store. And so it's there along with every other major companies. Uh, you'll, it's right beside McDonald's and uh, Chick-fil-A and Delta Airlines and all these other applications. But it's here so that you can have uh, a connection to the church. Now, this application is not made for church visitors, really. It's a companion tool for church members to stay connected. So one of the things that this past year that we've used the app for primarily is for events. And so people, they go on there, they uh, will click on an event that they want to be a part of or get more information about an event, whether uh, when it starts or anything about uh, where it's going to be. And it gives an opportunity for the church to receive answers to their questions, to register. Uh, if you go, has anyone ever been to the guest services in the back? Okay, so several. So if you go to guest services in the back, what they do is they have the church app right there, and whenever you ask them to sign you up for something, they're taking the church app and typing it in for you. So you can save a step, and you can get it on your phone and be able to sign up for church events. There's a feature on there that not a lot of people know about. So if you go ahead and open the Discover page, so as soon as you open the app, you'll see uh, a picture of people reading the Bible. It says salvation. If you scroll down just a little bit, there is a prayer feature. It says pray now. When you open it, there are a couple prayer requests in there. You can submit a new prayer request. It'll go straight to uh, Miss Tabitha, and then she'll publish it for the rest of the church to be able to see. The cool thing about this prayer feature is the person who submits it, if you click that you prayed for them, It'll ask you, do you want to be an encouragement to them? And if you do, then it, and you click encourage them, then it'll let them know that you just prayed for them. I mean, think about, you know, a lot of times we pray for people, but they have no idea until we see them in church. We say, hey, I've been praying for you. But if they can know just at that moment, maybe you're praying for their health need, their health situation, and they're in the hospital, and they're depressed, and God can use that little notification to encourage them, to know that someone's praying for them. That prayer feature is something that hasn't been utilized very much, but it's something that uh, all of us can take advantage of as we start using the devotional feature. Uh, as we keep going, we are introducing a new feature this morning that just released at 10 o'clock today, and that is the daily devotionals are going to be in the app. So if you go back to that first screen on Discover and you scroll to daily devotions, you'll see the picture of what you should tap on, and it uh, just says daily devotions, and you tap on it, and it'll take you inside. Every morning, pastor's devotion that is in the booklet is going to be published, but the beauty of having this devotional on your phone is it connects to, anyone read the Bible on their phone? Mm -hmm. Okay, so it connects with your app, your Bible app on your phone. So then if you take and you see, you know, the verse that we're reading this morning, uh, so this morning, if you look at it, it is 2 Corinthians 13.5. You can tap on that. It'll take you straight into the Bible app. If you don't have it, it'll prompt you to download it or take you to the Bible.com website. And then you can then highlight, add notes to it in your Bible app. That way uh, you're retaining all that information within the Bible app that you currently are already using. And it has, uh, as you scroll down even farther, you'll see a feature that says send a prayer request. Uh, if you tap that, 
It'll ask you to write a short little message, and that will send directly to Pastor Armstrong. So if you have a prayer request that you would like him to pray for, or uh, if you have something that you want to say about this uh, devotional, you can type a short uh, message, click send, and it'll send to him. That way you can stay connected with uh, and let him know what's going on in your life. And so uh, as we are talking about the devotions for the new year, I pray that this will be something that every single one of us will jump on board. Pastor laid this vision out for us of what he would like to do, and we were able to uh, try and see how we can integrate the church. And I love how he's helping us grow closer to God, but all of us growing together at the same time, in the same direction. There's so much power in that and the unity that we'll have as a church. So I'm excited to see what God does through this in the new year. And I, if there's anything else, Pastor? That's good. Would you, th- would, you, um, uh, would you thank Pastor Dave for the amazing work he has done on this? He, uh, we are so incredibly blessed. He actually wrote this. I mean, he created this. And so he spent, he, not hours, days and days and days in development for this and worked with uh, Apple and Google to get it uh, posted for, for us to be able to use as a church. And so uh, we, we're proud to introduce this. And you say, well, I don't have a smartphone. That's going to be a very small number. Almost everyone in here has, even sixth graders and fifth graders and sometimes fourth graders have uh, smartphones that we're learning. So uh, this could be a help and we can stay connected. Do you know when we're talking about church family, um, uh, in spite of what they call a pandemic or COVID or whatever, our church is still growing. Can you believe that? In fact, why don't we take just a moment and be encouraged? I believe we have a slide where we have a number of families who've gone through um, uh, what we call starting point. That's a church membership. And as they've gone through starting point, we now have a group of people that are ready to join our church. And we have this group of people that has finished starting point, and this very first uh, part of January, uh, we would like to stop, pause, and vote them in the membership. What a great way on Vision Sunday. So I'd like to entertain a motion that we vote. John Cutright makes a motion, and I'd like to entertain a second. Joe Jones makes a second. These folks have all indicated they're saved, baptized, and want to join our church. Isn't that awesome? All right. If you so signify by the raise of your right hand to welcome these into our membership, amen. Let's congratulate these new members. That is awesome. And, um, and we'll be announcing our next starting point uh, class if you'd be interested in joining our church. Church family, we want our church family to be connected and growing. And, uh, and this is a part of that. And so let's get into our next one, and that is church ministries. Church ministries. There are a lot of ways that you can be involved in church ministries. We already mentioned February the 6th. Now, what's going to happen on February the 6th is at 5 o'clock, everyone will come to church, and uh, we're going to uh, meet uh, in the gymnasium uh, when you get here. And in the gymnasium, I believe it's around 28 or 30 different ministries are going to have uh, displays scattered about uh, the gymnasium, opportunity for you uh, to sign up for a ministry, and in signing up for a ministry, to meet a ministry leader, ask questions. I'm not sure how I can be involved in this ministry. Do my talents fit this ministry? And then there's going to be food and fellowship and connection time. And we want you to be connected to a church ministry. And 
you say, I can't do very much. Everyone can do something. And we would like 100% of our church family to be connected. Whether your children are connected in the children's choir, whether you start in our, uh, our choir and work in our music ministry or in our orchestra or one of our gatekeepers, our security, in our growth group class. And, and you could be a growth group teacher or a substitute growth group teacher or you could work in the nursery. You know that's a dynamic, amazing ministry. Okay, go get all those babies and bring them in now. We'll, we'll, we'll show how dynamic the nursery ministry is when we bring 20-some babies in here. We need, you know, it's a, once a month to be able to serve in the nursery or in our children's ministry in Awana. There are so many ministry opportunities. We want you to be connected. So we want to encourage you to come be a part of the ministry fair to get involved in a church ministry. Then also I want to encourage you to, to never forget to pray for our missionaries. I am so excited. I really wanted to make this announcement the first Sunday. I could hardly contain myself. I had it in my notes. I was going to do it and I said, no, I got to wait till today. I've been waiting to make this announcement. Do you, are you ready for this? You, as a church family, through faith promise, promise the largest faith promise year we've ever had in the history of our church for 2022. You promised before the Lord to give $305,000 to missions. Isn't that amazing? Wow. We are going to make an impact. And as a part of that, because of that, we can take on some new missionaries and ministry. How about let's do that right now? Start out the year. Let me share with you these ministries that we would like to take on for support as a part of uh, our new missions budget. And um, we have Franz Carrion family to Bolivia. He's already a veteran missionary who started four churches. Adam, Ra Adam Ragsdale, who was here in our missions conference, um, missionary to Thailand. Joshua De La Rosa, who was a part of our conference, going to the Philippines. Micah Self, who was here, he's going to Asia. New Life Baptist Church at Casa Grande. We supported this ministry when they got off the ground. Now they're going to go through a phase where they're going to move out of a rental building to start their own church and be able to come alongside and be a short-term help to them with that project. New Beginnings Baptist Church in Palm Coast, Florida. Has anyone heard about that? Sent out of our church, Keith and Melissa Sieber, they're going to charter their church on January the 23rd in two weeks. And uh, I have the privilege to go and speak at that and be there uh, uh, on that service for their charter service as they become a church. They're already running 25 to 30 people every Sunday morning. God's opened up some amazing opportunities for them when it comes to building property and all of those things. We want to come alongside as a as a as a a new, a new child, new church plant out of our church to be able to help and continue to support this effort. And then we have John Barr of Silent Word Ministries, a deaf ministry trying to reach the deaf people to come alongside and support this ministry. So we would like to take on these seven ministries with our new faith promise commitment, and uh, it's going to be awesome for our church. Who would give a motion that we do this, that we take on? Um, uh, let's see, let's see. Gary Eberly and Asher Hahn uh, make a motion in a second. Are there any questions? We have to do that officially. I don't see anybody. Uh, if you so signify the raising your right hand that we take on these new ministries, that is so awesome. 
we got to stay connected in missions. And that is whether it's here locally, whether it's in our state, or whether it's in the world, we must share the gospel. We must stay connected. And so we are going to make a difference. Our church is going to make a difference by staying connected to our missionaries. Now, the next one's really important to me. I said locally, community. We must stay connected in our community. And we're going to spend a few minutes here, and I'll rush through the rest of them, but we're going to spend a few minutes here, and Pastor Jonathan's going to come. He's going to share some thoughts with you about how we can stay connected through Project 520 in our community, and in our calendar, we have an aggressive year doing that in our local community. Pastor Jonathan. One of the verses that we'll read this coming uh, month in our devotions is Hebrews 9, verse 27. The Bible says this, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. You know, we live in a city of about a million people, including Mora Valley and Vale and those surrounding areas. And in the last week or two, we uh, at our church and over here in our conference room, we have the map of Tucson. And uh, there's 19 Baptist churches, independent Baptist churches here in Tucson. I'm so thankful that we can co-labor with other churches here in Tucson. But, you know, there were many pockets of Tucson that wouldn't have a Baptist church. And, and I'm not, we're not disparaging other churches, but we believe that, um, that we want to reach all of Tucson. And so through Project 520, we announced this two years ago, and last year we went through the entire year with Project 520, and we were very aggressive last year. Every month we tried to have something planned, and this year we're going to transition a little bit instead of from every month to having several big events. And the first one is uh, Easter is right around the corner. Can you believe that? And our, we, in the last, last couple of years, we've done the Easter extravaganza. And uh, over at one of the local parks, we have a lot of the families from our, our community come out. And our church has been great getting involved and helping with that. And so we're so thankful for the Easter extravaganza. And then we're going to do something new this year. Uh, two times this year, there, downtown, there's the 4th Avenue Street Fair. And uh, if you've ever been there, you know that it's packed. You can't even walk because there's so many people. And uh, for us to go do door hangers or knock on doors, that's great. But when you, we go to a fair like this, they're coming to us. And we're going to set up a couple tents there and uh, just be able to be a presence in our community. And uh, what's great about the two times that the 4th Avenue Street Fair is meeting, it's right before Easter and it's right before Christmas. And uh, what do you think the two, most, uh, the two uh, most famous days that people come to church are? It's Easter and it's Christmas. And so I love how our city set that up for us to have a great outreach. And so, uh, so we're excited for the street fair. And then another fair downtown is the, it's called Tucson Meet Yourself. And uh, just this past year, uh, my family went down to it. And uh, this whole fair is set up so you can learn about the roots of your heritage. And, uh, and I'm like, well, we're all one race. And we're all created by God. And I think it's a great, this would be a great opportunity for us to go down there and to, again, just to share uh, literature with people, share the gospel. And then another one, again, we'll, we're, next year we're excited we're going to have Journey Through Christmas again. And uh, I'm so thankful for everybody who helped this past year. And as Pastor had said, this was our most successful outreach as terms of people from our community coming out. And we're going to do it again this year. And uh, I'm, I'm very excited for that. And it's one of the new things that we're going to do in August, September, and October is called our local outreach. And uh, Tucson is a big city, 
right? I mean, it's a massive city. Again, we said there's a, a million people. And as you see this map here, there's four different quadrants that we want to reach. And in the, in the past several years since we've been here, um, we, a lot of us have been to church. We come on Saturday mornings to church here, and then we go out and we invite our community in. Uh, but one of the things that God has kind of convicted me of is that if you're down in Sarita, you're driving 30 minutes to our church, but you should be able to be reaching your community. And if you're up in Northwest and Miranda, you shouldn't have to drive 35 minutes to church to reach your community. So in August, September, and October, we're going to have local outreaches where in each one of the quadrants, we're going to meet together if you live in that area. And then we're going to hit targeted neighborhoods in that area and invite them to Journey Through Christmas. Invite them to Easter extravaganza and really just be a light in our community. Now, why do we do all this? Why are we going to have the outreaches? Why do we spend money to do this? Because it goes back to Hebrews 9, verse 27. And as it is appointed unto men, once to die. Every single person that we pass in the grocery store, on the street, at the parks, are going to face an eternity in heaven or hell. I'm thankful that most of us in the room this morning would say that at some point in our life, we've said, we've understood that. We said, no, I need a Savior for my sins. But it is our job, the church, to go out and to reach our community. And it's an individual command given. I heard it said, and as I close, uh, Dr. Don Sisk, when I was in college, said that the Great Commission was Christ's last command. So his last command should be our first priority. And so we're going to make an emphasis this, this year in reaching our community. Thank you, Pastor Jonathan. And so all of you have an opportunity to be involved in Project 520 in some manner, some degree. We encourage you. And some of you, you may not be able to go out in that quadrant, but before that week, uh, you could come and help put together materials. And so everyone can be involved. And so community, number, uh, the next number, I've lost count where we are. What number are we on? Oh, we got to hurry up here. All right, here we go. We, number seven is our uh, vendors. Do you know that we need to stay connected to vendors? It's another way for us to be able to um, to be able to to tell others about Jesus Christ or to introduce them to to our heavenly Father, to introduce them to church. We all have vendors. Now, what's a vendor? A, a vendor is. People that uh, bring your salt for your salt softener, that come and clean your pool at the house, that come and, and um, uh, clean your backyard, trim your trees. Anybody that does a service uh, for you is a vendor. And oftentimes we say, well, I paid them to do that work. No, no. Well, you may have paid them for service, but in paying for that service, you, we need to tell them about Jesus or give them a gospel tract or let them know uh, how they can be connected. Well, let me move quickly. Medical would be the next one. I know that no one in here ever goes to the doctor, but if you should happen to go to the doctor this coming year, we all have opportunities, whether it's our physician uh, that we go to for just our, uh, our regular care, our dentist, or you have some specific ailment, uh, you have people that you go see at the doctor. Have you ever told them where you go to church, about your relationship with the Lord, invited them to church? Uh, a lot of times, because they have a title, we become intimidated. Uh, we want to help you become connected. And what we're going to do is develop a material, a track specific to medical um, that you can hand out and you can have in your car whenever you go to one of those places. All right. Teenagers, 
This begins with you. The next one, social media. Oh, my word. There are so many apps. There are apps that I don't even understand. I just heard the name, and I don't even understand what it is, but our teenagers can explain it to me. And excuse me, our third graders can explain it to me. Social media is a huge way to stay connected. Church family, let's be careful this year what we like. A lot of times we scroll, like love, like love, whatever, whatever it is, a kudos, whatever the, whatever the app calls it. Let's be careful as we scroll through that it's honoring to the Lord. And just because they're your friend doesn't mean you have to like, love, kudo, everything. Let's be careful of what we're, uh, of what we're representing there because our life as a Christian represents the Lord. But we can stay connected through social media. And it's okay to put posts that honor the Lord. It's okay to put things out there that bring honor to the Lord and direct the attention away from us and to the Lord. And so social media is an awesome tool that the devil misuses. And there's many families that are struggling in this area. So we as a church, we want to help. Pastor David is working with our teenagers in a diligent way, even helping with some parents that their children are struggling this way with some solutions to help in this whole area of social media. It can be a tremendous trap or it can be a blessing. And so let's stay connected. Education is next. Education. Many of us have children and grandchildren in a school. Have we ever reached out to that teacher? Do we know what that teacher? Do we know what that teacher's aide, that staff is doing with our children and grandchildren? Have we ever reached out to them with the most important lesson in all of life? And that's Jesus Christ. And so often we'll just allow our children to go off for eight hours a day thinking nothing about what they're going to learn. That, but Because I've got to go to work. I've got to do my job. And we actually are not engaged or connected with our teachers and the principals and the assistant principals and the school board. And we have, we've just passed it off. Folks, we've got to be as Christians connected to what's going on in our education. I would love to see somebody run for a school board out of our church and become connected with what's going on in um, our local education uh, in the different school districts. And we have a number of members that are in different school districts right here in our church. The next one is first responders. Aren't you thankful for those first responders? Listen, may I just say this? I love our police. I'm thankful for our police. It's ludicrous to ever even say the words defund the police. God is a God of law and order. And I'm thankful that we have policemen who do help us. But do you know what? So much of their so much of what they do. When I grew up as a boy, what do you want to be? I want to be a firefighter. I want to be a policeman. These, these men and women uh, were heroes. And today, that's almost like disdain. Listen, I want our first responders to know that Tucson Baptist Church loves them, appreciates them, stay connected to them, that we thank them, that we look, at, we look for ways that we can be a blessing to them. Um, there is a shortage of police officers in both our county and in our city. And there is, a, uh, there is a, when we talk about our first responders, think about this. Do you know that those first responders, when they arrive at a situation, they have no idea what they're walking into? 
There's just been a 911 call. I'm thankful for them. But do I pray for them? And I want to put an emphasis on praying for first responders this year, 2022. You know, we have several first responders in our own church. And we should uphold them in prayer. And it's easy to pray for them by name. But across our city, we should pray and stay connected. And let our first responders know how much we appreciate them. And then the last one, I believe this should be number 12, right? And the last one is I'm going to call hobbies. Do you know that everyone has a hobby? And as I was thinking about different ways to stay connected, many of you have hobbies. Oh, I can say ladies love to shop and we could laugh, but, uh, um, but, but ladies do love to shop and they have their favorite, uh, their favorite spots to shop. And uh, sometimes ladies love to hunt and uh, um, uh, probably not too many in our church, but guys love to hunt and, and, uh, and, there's, uh, and there's exercise and there's, um, and there's bead necklaces things, and I, I mean, I see bead shops all around, so there must be people that like to make necklaces, and there's, and there's people that like to quilt. That is so exciting. I wish I could get invited to go quilting. I, I, I mean, I see what happens on Thursdays when all of these ladies, like 14, 16, 18 ladies get together to quilt, and, and I don't know if they get any work done, but they sure do love to talk. Every one of us, we have a hobby of some type. Are you connected with the people in that hobby that they know you're a Christian? Have you ever invited someone in your hobby to church? Or is that a different, that's just a different area of your life? You're able to keep it separate. I would like to say we need to be connected in every area of life. And you take 1 through 12, all of these covers every area of life. And I want us to make a on-purpose, deliberate effort to stay connected. And the only way we can do that is if we work hard at it. And we don't try, we do. Let's do it this year. Let's make an effort to stay connected. And each Sunday, there's going to be different ways that we are able to share with you how you be connected. We're not going to take every Sunday and go through all 12 of these, but throughout the course of the year, you'll hear an emphasis on a particular one. It'll be time for a Project 520, or Pastor David will remind you about the church app, or there's something social media-wise, or we highlight hobbies, or we highlight ministries that are going on. The children come up to sing. We're going to keep this in front of you the whole year. But here's the thing. Would you be willing to connect this year? Would you be willing to connect?